You ever heard the phrase, the more things change, the more things stay the same? And while we love the excitement of new things, it's also nice to have the reliability of something constant. Hey, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when it comes to insurance, State Farm is a good neighbor you can count on. Solo llama a tu agente. Another way State Farm helps is by supporting the creators and storytellers of the Michael Tuda Podcast Network family. Con la ayuda de State Farm, estamos ayudando y asegurándonos de que nuestras voces sean escuchadas. Como un buen vecino, State Farm está ahí. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com. Right now at Safeway, earn four times rewards points when you shop for participating items with Safeway for you. Shop for items like Ready Whip Whipped Cream, Deer Park Natural Spring Water, Din and Danimals Drinks, Philadelphia Cream Cheese, and 7-Up to earn four times rewards points with Safeway for you. Offer expires January 4th. Plus, get select holiday essentials like gift wraps, bags, holiday decor, lights, and more. Buy one, get one 50% off. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com or head in store for full offer details. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second part of this podcast. Sorry for a few technical issues there, uh, hopefully. And if you get the podcast, you're getting two podcasts for the price of one. Uh, so I was talking very briefly about Simon Cowell. Or one in one. Well, that, that's probably true. Um, <laughs> he's never going to let me live that down, is he, ladies and gentlemen? Um, so Simon Cowell might be returning to the X Factor in 2013. Um over in America as well, they've cancelled two recently commissioned television programmes. There's a few cancellations here, so there should be a few boos amongst those. ABC in America have cancelled Last Resort that was showing on Sky. Um, I don't think you two have seen this one, although I have. Um, and it was just too ambitious. It was about a submarine, nuclear submarine, being taken over by a number of sort of rogue um, uh, people in, in the Navy. Um, and it, it was too too ambitious. You know, you could tell that it was a movie rather than a television show. That was the problem. What and also does Sky they've... tend to do when they've bought something and then it's axed? What, well, they have that tended. Lead? Well, they, they like anything else because they show a lot of stuff and they've got you know Sky One, Sky Two, and all these things. They'll see it through. I mean, they've done that with a number of, ironically enough, Sean Ryan show Chicago Code being the other. That they'll buy it. Normally, though, what Sky tend to do is they buy them after they've shown in America. It's not often that Sky buy stuff and then take a risk like this. Yeah. So, which is a shame. And they've also cancelled a show called 666 Park Avenue. I've got no idea what it's about. It isn't going to be shown over here as far as I know. So, that's a shame. Um, Two cancellations over in the UK. Uh, BBC have cancelled Hunted. Anyone surprised about that, Matt, at all? I mean, you've seen a lot more of this Uh, than me or Luke. I watched last week's episode uh, under duress because I had to review it. it just seemed awfully complicated. There were shady companies behind other shady companies. All of them were oh, trying to dear. kill off Melissa George. And there was someone trying to kill off a guy in a bunny suit. And tr- someone else tried to assassinate Mira Sayal. And that's all I got. But, yeah. Oh, uh, I, I don't... Mira Sayal. Was she, the... <laughs> she, well, she wasn't dressed as the grandma from the Kumars at the time, was no. she? No, she plays, oh, she's playing the Pakistani politician. Ironically, oh, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, e- I didn't you. even get to the bit where she arrives. I gave up once I heard it was cancelled. I thought, you know what? There's so much else, other good stuff on that I can't really. And I did enjoy it, but I just thought, no, I can't. I don't even want to know how it doesn't end, really. Um, just, there's rumours. There's rumours. Gone. That it. That it is like I think you were about to say it, but I'll just use different words to you and sound more original. Um, yeah. th- there are rumours that Cinemax, the, the channel behind it in the states, are going to stick with it. 
Um, yeah. There's also rumours that a, another BB, another broadcaster within the UK may pick that up if that happens. So you may not have seen The Last of Hunted, but you've certainly seen the last of it on primetime BBC One. I mean, there are a lot of people who said from the beginning, a lot of people watched that first episode and said, this isn't spooks, it isn't any good, and I suppose they've been proved right, whether we like it or not. But uh, it's a real shame. So and on IT... Did... Go on. I did like on, their man. magic table, their sort of computer table. Yeah, that was, that cool. was good. That I was want to get one thing. of them. Maybe you can get them for Christmas, I don't know. Um, ITV World. have also been uh, <laughs> been 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 wielding their cancellation axe. I don't know if it's a, a literal axe. I'm sure there's a health and safety issue there. Um, but they've cancelled uh, medical drama Monroe uh, after its second series with yeah, uh, James Nesbitt. Really upset. Really upset. I, I've said to you before, and I've said to Matt, not that I have conversations that don't include both of you all the time, but of I've said to you both as well, <laughs> that, um, that I saw it coming. It did. I mean, if you saw the last episode, it was a good tie-in. It didn't, didn't really yeah. end on a cliffhanger as such so it can end there and I don't need to worry so much but it is a good drama I don't think it got the attention it deserves and sadly we've seen the last of it and I think it's a shame yeah a lot of people pointed out the fact that the DVD came out on the same day the last episode or the next day after the last episode you have to remember ITV do that for everything that wasn't an indication of ITV's intentions but uh, some people I did see putting rumour on that on Twitter and if anyone wants to stick it in my stocking for Christmas, you are more yeah. than welcome. Well, no, yeah, no hidden the, there at all. Okay. Send me the twenty-four <laughs> ninety-nine, and I'll do that straight away. No, I'm sure. Uh, moving on to an addition. Twenty-four ninety-nine. Well, there's expenses. I've got to get to the shop. I've got to have some lunch. Come on. <laughs> Shoe leather. Um, uh, I BBC have added Nicholas Lyndhurst to the cast of New Tricks, uh, so that makes it. Dennis Waterman and Nicholas Lyndhurst. Anybody else feeling like they're in an 80s TV sitcom remake? I mean, it's, isn't, it just, isn't it just Minder versus Only Fools and Horses now, isn't it? With a bit of crime mixed in. To be honest, if it's going to continue, I'm quite glad they're bringing in big names. It's not yeah. just Dennis Waterman and Nicholas Lyndhurst. It's big... also Dennis Lawton as well. What big um, name have they, they brought are, in? I read, I read out Nicholas Lyndhurst, you know. <laughs> Yeah, but he's going to bring in a lot of people that will be interested to see how he gels. And I actually think, depending on who they get to replace Amanda Redman, who is the only female member of the cast, it could continue and, and just go, grow stronger. Mm. I would like to see in that role, if she hadn't have died, Nora Batty would have been great. <laughs> but... Kathy Stark. <laughs> yeah, maybe... Oh, I got a I name right. The strong female character. Maybe someone like... Um, what about All right. uh, Vicky Michelle from Alolo? There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Or Sue Pollard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sue Pollard. This is a role that's, that's got Gemma Atkinson written all over it, and you know it. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I think I tell you who would be great in it: Sean Evans. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the female equivalent of Sean Evans? I suppose it's that it's um it's the woman who was in Mrs. Biggs, isn't it? Sheridan Smith. Smith. Yeah. She was in everything good last year, so. Uh, Indeed. Yeah. Uh, shooting, and by that I mean filming, not actual shooting, uh, has begun on the third series of Luther. We saw a picture on Twitter uh, this week. Uh, Idris Elba now, I think, directing as well as producing on this now, I've read. He's probably making the tea as well, I'd imagine. <laughs> I just like the idea that we're so in the loop when it comes to TV that we've seen a picture. Yeah. So we know it's happening. That's how in the loop we are. But That's... the truth is that this is probably going to be the last series of Luther. It is, again, yeah. 
two two-part stories. They've no idea. We don't know anything yet, other than it will show in 2012, uh, 2013 rather, and that I've already irritated Warren Brown on Twitter. But that's a different thing. Um, and I'm just really looking forward to it. I just, I hope it can live up to the hype in my head. Yeah, I, I think I it'll it. come down to script, it's won't it? Well, well, if not, I just, I mean, Nicholas Lyndhurst hasn't started filming new tricks yet, so he could also appear in Luther if they need a little bit of a extra reason for people to watch, I think. I think, I think that would be a little bit akin to the um, uh, Todd Carty appearance in, uh, in Touch of Cloth, if Nicholas Lyndhurst <laughs> turns up in Luther. <laughs> Won't it? It'd be kind of a little bit too unbelievable. So... Uh... <laughs> That was, that was there. Uh, uh, and and Luke Luke would like to talk a little bit about Last Tango in, in Halifax. Uh, I asked earlier if it was anything like Last Tango in Paris. I don't know if it's just a relocation of the same story. Uh, but uh, you went to a screening about this, didn't you? I did. I went to a screening in July. Do you remember July? It was like earlier on in the year. Vaguely, and, um, yeah. Vaguely, yeah. It was before the Olympics had even started. Oh, that goes to show you that the BBC had had planned to show this a lot sooner than we're getting. It's on tonight, 9 o'clock, six episodes. Matt's not sure uh, whether it finishes the week of Christmas or the week before Christmas, because Matt's not as in the loop as most people. But it is brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. It's completely different to anything else we normally bang on about and tell you you should watch. It's just really well-written, really likeable characters, really well-known faces. You'll laugh... You'll you'll be in, in, intrigued. There's just a bit of everything there for somebody, unless you're Gary, because there's no explosions or. There oh, isn't. they're not. Couldn't they blow something up just to keep me happy, like a wheelchair or something? They're blowing a car off. Chase. There's a car chase in episode one, but that's there is. <laughs> yeah. But it really is good. I think a lot of people, my concern with it is a lot of people would think it's about two older people getting, you know, finding love again. It might not be for them, but there's so much more to it than that. Please give the first one a go. Tonight at nine, after we finish bubbling on on the podcast on BBC One. And uh, just quickly an update. We've had a tweet in from uh, our stalker, Lauren Jones. Hi, Lauren. Uh, she wanted to know, is, is Luke telling the truth when he says that this is the last series of Luther? Luke, can you reveal your sources on this, please? All that I... <laughs> no, I will not reveal my sources. That <laughs> in the ground car park. Um, I don't know. We're, so, yeah. we're sorry, Lauren, but yes, it is. The, uh, the plans are... It's supposed to be the last series of Luther. Good news is there's rumours from writer Neil Cross and from Idris Elba that it could end up Luther the movie, which I kind of not... I don't know if I want to see it or not. It'll be in 3D. Yes, yeah. So all the blood you get covered in... Uh, <laughs> do, you know, do you know what's quite? Can I can I just say this? I went to go and see the uh, the Bond movie in the cinema. I know we don't talk about movies, but just as we were sitting down right at the beginning, where Bond is doing all the bits at the beginning, and, and he jumps into some water, some bloke opened a bottle of coke and it fizzed up and sprayed out over most of the audience. So we were all thinking, was this part of the movie? <laughs> you know, like they do it in three D. You know, like you get the wind in your 4D. face and stuff. Four D, yeah, because that'd be the fourth uh, dimension. So, and if you want to buy a book of Gary's anecdotes, you'll be able to find him in all good retailers over Christmas. Yeah. Uh, moving on to our, our very popular and underrated review section, which Luke is going to talk us through in his own inevitable short style. It's only been underrated because I haven't been involved for two weeks. The well, that's right, yeah. Uh, um, we're coming to the end of, of big series, but there's still plenty to review. Uh, firstly... 
one that I know Gary and Matt are sticking with, Strictly Come Dancing. I want yeah. to ask Gary, though, why are you stick? I'm amazed at this. Well, do you know what? what the, I, I think with it. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that because you weren't here, because you, you bolted, uh, I thought, well, one of us needs to watch kind of like the major programmes. And I, I didn't know whether Matt was watching I'm, this programme. I knew he was watching I'm a Celebrity. I knew he was watching X Factor. Uh, and I wasn't sure. So and, I, and I'd never this... watched it before. So I thought, well, I'd give it a go. And I actually quite like it. I know it sounds stupid, but I do. And do you wear your slippers and rock back and forth while you're watching it, or is that afterwards? <laughs> I copy down the jokes by Bruce Forsyth for later use on this podcast. He uh... was back That's... this week, wasn't he, Bruce? He was. Bat it was Wembley week, this week, yeah. I suppose we should say, wasn't it? And um, yeah, my first Wembley experience of this program, and they do tend to. They, I mean, a lot of the routines had had extra dancers in, didn't they? That was the biggest thing that I could notice. Yeah. That there was lots of props, bigger, lots of bits. bigger dance floor. Yeah. Um, and, and say, Lisa... at the start, they had that really annoying piece where uh, Len Goodman was pretending to be a, a, a pilot going, Strictly needs you and all that. What was yeah. that? They usually do that. I wanted I... to throw my computer away. I think that no, was I all to do with the Wimbley of... thing. Yeah, I think it was just one of Len's war flashbacks that we were all getting to do. <laughs> 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 An example of his night terrors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although uh, I don't know why he would have an Italian bloke on his on his platoon. That was, you know, weren't they on the well, other side? That was my. Yeah. They switched sides. To be fair, Italian bloke in every one of his night terrors. <laughs> I thought that overall the episode was quite good. I think at the end of the day, the right person left the show. Richard Arnold yeah, was Richard clearly, Arnold. yeah, Richard Arnold was clearly making up the numbers. I think, I think again, the surprise though that was that um, Lisa Riley did the splits. Yeah, she was really good. Choose Although that was that routine was one of the campest things, and if oh, you're saying yeah. something strictly, the I car wash so, yeah. routine with Ed partner in the sort of Rick Dungarees. Uh, I, I think what that... I've worked out is that the same with Firm Britain. When 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 the partner is not that attractive, and I'm sorry, Lisa Riley fans, but she's not she's not for the yeah. eye candy. What they tend to do is make the man strip off in some way, um, like they did with Firm Britain's bloke. Um, so so the, just to yeah. cl- clarify, Gary is saying live across the internet, live to the yeah. world, and people that yeah. are listening, you don't find Lisa Riley in the slightest bit attractive. I'm saying it, and I'll write it down if people want me to, uh, <laughs> and hand it round on bits of card. I'm that confident. Uh, she may be able to dance and make people laugh, but that's that's where it ends. Um, all your Christmas cards this year. <laughs> I do not like Reese. No. Um, Matt, who do we think is going to be up for the chop soon? I mean, I think we're coming probably to that time where Kimberly Walsh won't be there any longer. Doesn't seem to matter well, how well she dances. In, in the bottom two, I would say Nikki Byrne will be one of the from Westlife. Possibly Victoria Pendleton, because she seems yeah. to be doing quite terribly, but keeps getting voted back in. She's a moody so-and-so as well, isn't she, as we've discussed on yeah. this podcast. She doesn't really understand the meaning of the word smile. No. And I don't know, you see, we thought Michael Vaughan would be getting worse, but he seems to be getting progressively better every week. So maybe yeah. he's, he's in line for, for a surprise win. I'd just uh, like to point out that before the series started, uh, Luke picked Sid Owen. So. All right. <laughs> has, has, somebody given, has somebody given Victoria Pendleton the Wallander box set to watch I <laughs> before she goes out? Or maybe, maybe she's told her that she's related to Wallander. I don't know. Uh... 
I'm about to teach you boys the thing about podcasting, for I'm oh. about to attempt a segue. Oh, uh, okay. Talking about miserable faces, let's talk about the shock on everybody's oh. faces uh, at the X Factor on Sunday night. Saturday was uh, the weakest week. Uh, for gu- It was Guilty Pleasures, which is... For me, what the, what the X Factor is every week anyway, yeah. and you'll all know it won't be a spoiler that Ella Henderson and James uh, John James Arthur. James. I'll get there in, uh, any second. I'm just picking names I can think of. James Arthur uh, were both in the bottom two. That means Christopher Maloney and Ryan and Clark are still there and will compete next week. And what I said to everybody who I watched it with, who was me and another person, was that. Um, they've really shot themselves in the foot this year. Yeah. They have. I, I saw an interview what? that Caroline Flack gave. Uh, she's one of the presenters of, of the, the second programme, was it called The Extra Factor? And she said she's never seen so much chaos in the judges' area when they announced that who was in the bottom two. That they literally did not know what to do with themselves. And it, it's a shocking travesty. Apart from that year that Louis Walsh wore a kilt, I imagine well, there, there is quite a lot... Yeah, and, there, and there was a bit of a wind in the studio, yeah. I, I, I mean, Matt, neither you or I predicted this last week. We said on Twitter, I think, to cover I ourselves, think... that we did we did think one of them would be in, but not both. One of them. Yeah, yeah. We, said, we said maybe Ella or James with Ryland. I think that's what we thought, didn't we? We thought there would be a shock, but the other one would be Ryland yeah. or Christopher, so I mean... they'd go. I mean, where are we up to now? There's how many left? Five left. That means that Five if Ryland, is... yeah, if Ryland and Christopher make it through next week, one of them is guaranteed a place in the final. Yeah. How scary Another is that? Thing I found out on online because I, what I've been doing occasionally is going on the internet to find things out, and um, really what I tell found us more about this was... internet that you took about. I went, I went, to, I went on to Google and I typed Google, in yeah. X Factor. And uh, but mate, one of the things I found out is that this year, unlike any other year, I think it's uh, a fair comment for me to say it's going to finish a week earlier than normal, meaning that yeah. the winners' single will not be out and and vying for Christmas number one. Uh, but, yeah, but I think they've realised. I mean, they've realised with the Rage Against the Machine campaign two years ago that if they do that, the internet can now fight back and make sure that they don't make number one on Christmas Day. Therefore, I think what they've gone for is, as long as the Christmas num- as long as we get the number one, even if it's two weeks or a week before Christmas, that's enough success. I don't think they need that for the for the winners. I mean, Little Mix have done pretty well. They didn't get the Christmas number one, did they? No, no. We yeah. all know that it's, this year's Christmas number one is going to be a very Gangnam Christmas anyway. Oh. So, you know, it's... No. It's a I yeah. thought it was going to be mine and yours rendition of, um, especially for you, Luke, that we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do that because it was we... about Matt. We know him too well now. <laughs> well, I was going to have Matt on backing vocals. You know, he was going to come in at the end and do a rap over the top of it. Oh. Um... And it all prepared and everything. Yeah. Just to talk briefly about the X Factor and this Ella business. If we look back over the start of this X Factor, we had people like. Um, no, this is typical of me. I've completely forgotten that. Caroline. MK1, you know, Kai Car- Stones, Caroline. Caroline Paul, Melanie yeah. Masson. Yeah, Melanie was too people, good to go home. Fair enough, they weren't possibly going to win, but they should be there now, surely. The, the problem they've had this year is they've had some very credible artists and they found yeah. them on YouTube, like James, like Lucy. Uh, I think there were some other ones as well, Jermaine. Kai Stones. Kai was still, on YouTube. Kai Stones, yeah. 
Yeah. And I think they half combine of them with Jay. Their, Yeah, the classic X Factor acts like your Christopher Maloney cabaret, like your Ryland yeah. comedy acts, and it hasn't worked. Because they've well, got I, two different styles this year. I, That's what I, I feel. I'll, I'll, I'll explain to you what's happened is is that the Ryland backlash, which happened when he sobbed on the judges' houses, meant that people started to feel sorry for him. And that's carried him. And to be fair, his comment about Gary Barlow on Saturday night did raise me a laugh. When he, when he, when he fought if back, you know... feel sorry for Ryland, I don't yeah. care for them as people. Well, I think that's what must have happened. Is that, And I think, don't forget, the only way is Essex won a BAFTA on a viewer's vote. Those people are, <laughs> writing, are voting for Ryland Clark. Essex is voting. Can you remind I mean, me why I'm returning to Britain again? Can you remind me why? Because I'm really you... struggling now. But Ryland has been in the bottom two twice, and they've saved him twice. So uh, the only thing I better warn you about. I better warn you, Luke. There is a compulsory vajazzle as you come through uh, customs these days. No, I've had mine pre-done. I'm really oh, happy with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's you know I'll sh- I'll put a pic I'll twit pick it later. Um, Thousands <laughs> so yeah, of people turn off Twitter. Let's quickly let's just quickly have Mystic Matt pr- um, predict who's going this week because you've been right most weeks. Most weeks. I don't know you though. It could be Union J or it could be Rylan. I'm not sure. I'd uh, say those uh, two. I'd say Maloney still be saved. I reckon Rylan and Union uh, J and Rylan finally goes. That's my. I- I think it shows to me that there must be a lot of people out there voting for Jarmaine. Um And as mm. long as... It, because basically he's one of the only few acts that hasn't been in the bottom two yet. In fact, I think he's the only one apart from Christopher who hasn't Christopher. been in the bottom two. Uh, he, here is my prediction. I think it will be Union, Jay and Ryland. And I think Ryland will go. Yeah. Purely because of what happened with Ella. The judges are going to get their heads on and go, look, Ryland, you're great, you're entertaining, but you cannot sing. And they'll make up for them. The novelty acts usually yeah. goes around this time. I think Jedward left around this time. Chico, Wagner. Yeah. So I think Ryan's going to go. I don't think week. it's Chico time. God, I'm having, I'm having Chico flashbacks now. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Um, got a lot to get through still, reviews wise. You're listening to the Custard TV live with Gat. <laughs> with Gat. Oh, just... With Mike Gatting. Uh, <laughs> our special mate. guest. <laughs> and myself and i just wanted to say uh, talk very briefly as well about i'm a celebrity getting me out of here it's doing better or weller as i like to say in the doing ratings well. uh than the x factor it's huge this year it seems like far bigger than it's been in recent years and i have to say i have genuinely looked forward to it every night yeah it's been good i've enjoyed it eric bristow has been a highlight for me i think he's just Someone who is very down to earth and just says exactly what he's thinking. He's not a sort of proper celebrity, is he really? God's player. But... I just like the word that I, I like to play a game with Eric Bristow. How many words in a sentence am I going to actually be able to understand by the end? <laughs> and also, too, what we should do while we're on the subject of. Um, he's very cockney. He's like <laughs> cockney one on one. But also. Well, I want to say something about I'm a Celebrity and the reason why it's still so huge. If Anton Deck, for whatever reason, decided they didn't want a free trip to Australia anytime soon, then I think that show would lose a lot of its heart, a lot of its... Yeah, a lot of its yeah. humour and its magic. Are... I mean, it, but they genuinely care about the people and they, mm. they genuinely like the show you can see and you can see in their eyes when Helen Flanagan kept getting 
the tasks you could see just ants face full looking to give back this holiday season donate to the army historical foundation for 40 years the army historical foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve as the army's nonprofit partner the foundation constructed the national museum of the united states army the foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls restoring artifacts touring historic battlefields and remembering all we owe to america's army veterans donate today at army history.org right now at Safeway earn four times rewards points when you shop for participating items with Safeway for you shop for items like Frigo crumbled blue cheese Kellogg's club crackers Coca-Cola all liquid detergent or Utz chips and earn four times rewards points with Safeway for you offer expires January 4th plus get select holiday essentials like gift wraps bags holiday decor lights and more buy one get one 50% off restrictions apply promotions may vary visit Safeway.com or head in store for full offer details because they just didn't like dealing with it every single day and i I think that shows their sort of commitment to the show i'm not sure of the percentage but i would guess somewhere over 60 percent of the people watch that show for them oh yeah easily because and also i i must be a terrible person were you as irritated as i was matt when helen actually completed a trial and got 12 stars i was so disappointed i wasn't i felt i was happy for ant and deck because they were just like frustrated that she never... like that one she did the day before where she just got there and goes no I'm not going to do it just do you know like... what? yeah I'm not going to do it uh, but also can I just say Anton Deck I want them as my celebrity friends they're the only people I want to have a chat with no I, I want Dermot I want the hug off Dermot when things are going bad well t- that's... caress your arm yeah just because you several I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm also, not the one who's uh, been tweeting an underage an underage actress. I'm just saying it. I'm just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. Uh, we're not going to talk about that. Also, <laughs> I've been redder than the ink on this pen I'm using. Uh, also on BBC Three, the return of their. As you've put in your review very rightly, and you need to visit it on the Custard TV. Um, site thecustardtv.com Matt's written a brilliant review of the first double episode of him and her uh, from Sunday night why aren't more people as in love with this as Matt and I are it's just it's brilliant. well I, I, it's I'll like, tell you I'll give you I'll give you the like, clue BBC3 yeah but I know that's the problem isn't it that's the perception that you get but it's not it's far better than BBC I mean Gavin and Stacey came from BBC three. You know, fair enough so, so did, did Two Pints of Lager. Yeah, but... sure. that that wins every argument <laughs> for bad television, I'm afraid. <laughs> two pints of lager and a packet of crisps. Just so for, for for you, Matt, why you think A him and her is so brilliant and B why it doesn't get the praise that some other shows do because Miranda gets talked about a lot that's just somebody falling over for 30 minutes him and her has got a plot line it's got intelligent it's got interesting characters it's got a high gag rate why what's missing from it I don't know I just think there's no one behind it I don't know if if the first series they said oh this is more BBC3 because it's young people talking about like bodily functions and just like random things like bad TV and crisps just but it is just so well observed and it is just so brilliant and russell tovey's excellent in it sarah solomani uh joe wilkins
fact, the furthest they get is the staircase outside. And yeah. people people go on about the royal family is so um, brilliant because it never leaves the living room. They have left the living room. They did two episodes where they left the house, and they were horrendous. And I keep thinking that him and her is going to overstep that mark. They haven't. The writing's still mm-hmm. on. Fair enough, they only do six a year, but they're six really well put together. As you say, well observed, brilliantly written pieces by and they, a writer I've never heard of, and I no. can't pronounce the surname of. And they all have, like, every series will have, like, a plot line running through it. So this series, they've got the sister who's pregnant, and they've got the fact that the Russell Savy character wants to propose to the yeah. girlfriend, but yeah. he keeps getting interrupted, so... It's it and, is just it's got a story, it's got characters, it's just got everything. So, and also we we should say Russell Tovey and Sarah Salmani make a, a an amazing, believable couple as well. Yeah. I want to go, you know, I want to take Anton Deck round their house, and we'll all just have a lovely day. There's an episode <laughs> of Dime with me that many people would not would, would watch. <laughs> yeah, I'll do a lovely pavlova. Why not? <laughs> Okay, so that's him and her, Sunday nights. Started with a double episode. I believe the six, although there could be seven. No, there's six, I think. Uh, I think you're right. I believe the, I believe the six. I said you that. You believe there's six. I believe there is. I believe <laughs> I've not seen it, but I believe it. I have faith for six yeah. episodes. We're going to talk about Crick, The Secret of Crickley Hall, The Wonderful Every Day, and The Return of the Hour. But before we do that, I need to let myself breathe and uh, Gary and Matt discuss The Killing. Yes, The Killing returned on Saturday night with a double header on BBC4. Uh, it's the third and final series. You can read a preview, written superbly, some might say, I've heard, uh, on the website by uh, some uh, young, uh, talented writer called Gary uh, Redra. I, I, I personally have never heard of him, but I think his work well, is excellent. It, it's, um, it's written modestly. That's what I like about that, that, it. That's what you like about it, yes. Written written with a humble heart. Um, uh, Sarah Lund is back. Jumpers jumpers, uh, Danish accents uh, first two episodes it kind of really kicked it off, the first episode was very fast paced for the killing I thought actually yeah. uh, was one of the things that I noticed That in the, now they've only got ten episodes they really have got to cram quite a lot in and the new thing this year is very much the political element you know the fact that you're dealing with the uh, Prime Minister uh, Prime and Minister. Uh, the Minister. Uh, and I did that joke <laughs> last week, sorry it's not much fun uh, and uh, yeah I really enjoyed it, lots of good stuff and Sarah Lund's character has progressed. She does seem yeah. more awkward than previously. She's not as sure of herself due to what's happened in her life, and I think she's portraying Sophia Grubel is portraying that really well in this series so far. Especially that scene in the train station episode two. Yes. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, she got distracted because she saw her son and yeah. her, her her well her son's son's girl pregnant girlfriend. His pregnant and, girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, and she missed the train to get on there to exchange the money. I also think that uh, I've worked out who the killer is, as I revealed exclusively on Twitter. If you saw the end of the second part, it's, uh, it's Phone Jacker is the killer. Uh, there he was right <laughs> at the end, pushing that bloke off the town hall. Uh, clearly, it's, uh, it's Phone Jacker. So if they arrest him, then, uh, then they'll, they'll solve the crime. I was hoping it'd be a massive Danish pastry. That's what I... <laughs> so you would be sadly <laughs> mistaken, my friend. Sadly, sadly, bridge, sadly. I think. Oh, I okay. Know. Um, so that is the killing. It's still on, and Gary was saying pre-podcast because we do chat just to see that yeah. everybody, nobody's lost a limb or anything in the well, last we time chat, we spoke. We chat, and, and you uh, chat, and we listen. Yeah, yeah. And he says that they're going to have to cram these in before Christmas. So, yeah. ha- do you think 
you think double bill? What do you tend to do, guys? Do you tend to record it, watch one, and then watch one another day, or do you get so into it that you'll watch the double bill? Matt, what do you do? I usually watch it on iPlayer or now, thank you, the preview site as well. Um, yeah. Just do it two in a row when I've got the time. Because I think one on its own, you sometimes it sometimes isn't enough. I think double bills are a good idea, I have to say. I, I just treat it to as reference, if... Matt, the preview site should be like Fight Club. Okay. <laughs> Nobody talks about previous stuff. What starring okay, Brad Pitt? Oh, no. uh, I I tend to yeah. watch it as I think as I think some people do. You tend to watch one episode and then save one for during the week. So I tend to watch another episode uh, on a Wednesday. Now because I'd been to the preview and watched the first episode before, I did this week watch the episode on Sunday Saturday night when it was when it was broadcast. But from now on, I'll probably watch. So I'll watch two. You know, one on the Saturday, one on the Wednesday, or something. Because then it mm. feels like you know you're getting more of the show anyway. So. Yeah. I think and we've done I our killing talk. talk. About... Yeah, killing's been killed. Um, speaking of killing, very spooky drama that should have been saved for Halloween, but is being on uh, Sunday nights over the next three weeks. One of three aired on Sunday at nine o'clock. Saran Jones, Tom Ellis, um, Sarah Smart, and uh, friend of the podcast Craig Parkinson, all involved in Douglas Hedgehog. Douglas Henshaw as well. The Secret Very of Pickley Hall. I know what I thought about it because I've seen all three and I'm worried. I don't really know where one end start, one ended really, so I don't want to give away too much because they were all in one big long line when I saw them. But I, I actually found the first half an hour incredibly irritating. But then I got into it and I thought, yes, this is this is this is what people mean by escapist television. Sure, it's daft, but you're into it and you enjoy it and you care enough. Because it's really, really good. You you could tell that yeah, what they're I trying to get to is going to be quite good. Because another drama, if it's... this had been if this had been earlier, another drama would have focused more on the disappearance of the sun at the beginning than they did. The fact that they kind of yeah. went that kind of massive eleven month gap from when the boy was was taken right to where we are now showed to me that what's coming up is more important than what's happened. Does that make sense? Yes. And you, Matt, you were going to say before you were so garified interrupted. Yeah, I just thought it was very... It, I thought it was well-paced. I didn't have the same issue you did with the first half an hour. I thought it was well-paced and there was enough sort of jumpy uh, bits along the way. And although there was like horror cliches throughout, I thought they handled them very well. I mean, yeah, there was the modern story of the abduction yeah. and things like that. And I think that, you know, so not wishing... On. No, no, not wishing to sort of uh, push a button, but I think... It's very brave of the BBC to put on a, a child abuse case at the moment. I mean, yeah. there must have been a few people at the BBC going, well, you know, we, you know, after the rescheduling of Good Cop, thinking, do we show this? It's not the main feature of the show. It's not the main task, but there is an element of, it, of, of it, you know, of I it can't there. I can't tell you without giving too much away that it does become the main feature of the show. And yeah. it is engrossing it's completely engrossing and actually i and unusually for me i found the stuff in the in the 40s far more interesting and engrossing yeah. than the stuff in 2012 it's really creepy and you're absolutely right matt all the trademarks of a decent horror are in there but you don't mind it because you get into the the world of Crickley Hall, and you, you just, I just found myself getting more and more into it. The final episode, I can't give too much away about, but you there's all those no. normal trademarks. Everything happens in a thunderstorm. So, you, you know, it's just really well done. <laughs> yeah. Nobody puts a bloody light on. You know, it's really yeah. well done. Is anyone there? Really 
yeah, yeah. I mean, it was full of cliches, but I quite liked Douglas Henschel's character. He was creepy, but not creepy, but believable. Overly. Yeah, but I, and, yeah, and I, I like think how he, they uh, saved him. They didn't introduce yeah. him straight away. They saved him, didn't they? They said, you yeah. know, you you heard about him first. You knew yeah. he was going to be horrific before you see saw him, and I thought that was a good touch. I've what always I was liked impre- Sarah Smart in things as well, and I now I don't feel like I ever want to cross her. I uh, would avoid which, her if. It, which one is she? Smart is the one that's also in, in Wallander, and she was Douglas Henschel's oh, sister. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, she was terrifying, wasn't she? Um, mm. The other thing that I, I, I want to question is, when does Mr. Blobby turn up? Because it, well, it must be near Crinkly Bottom, isn't it? Oh, oh come no, on. You saw that one coming. Uh, Bruce gave me that one, to be fair. No, uh, no deal. No deal. <laughs> no deal. <laughs> the banker um, won't be turning just, up. Just... If we're talking about great TV that you may or may not have seen, we have to talk about every day. It was a Michael Winterbottom two-hour thing on Thursday last week on Channel 4. John Sim, Shirley Henderson shot over five years, so you actually got to see them grow up. Uh, it had three kids, four kids, I should say, as there were four, um, who were real-life siblings. This was, without a doubt, should be on that list of best yeah. of the year. I just thought, wow. That is, just, I mean, fair enough. Not much happened, you know. You're not going. There weren't any action sequences. There wasn't, you know, anybody doing massive speeches. It was so subtle and so relaxed. And just again, if we're going to use the term we've used a lot over the last 45 minutes, incredibly believable and real. It was a prison drama where you didn't really see that much of the prison. I would say. It when they went to visit him, and very briefly when you saw him in his cell. Yeah. Uh, but the the oldest boy of the four siblings, I thought was fantastic. His his expressions were great, and for like four non actors, they were just brilliant. And it, it yeah, they, they were just actors. That was just I just thought yeah. I felt for everyone in that, and I I watch a lot of TV drama, and I want to get to know the characters. And with this, I really felt. For the people involved, there were some really moving scenes. John Sim, I want you as my celebrity friend as well. Let's get together. Oh. Let, let's you, Anton Deck, and somebody else from who I'm going to do come dine with me. <laughs> I can't even remember. Um, the people yeah, from him and her, just, wasn't it? it was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if John's available to come to my Pavlova extravaganza, oh, well, he is more gonna, than you're going to get Jimmy McGovern to write the script for the evening. No, he's going to write a little play, which I will perform. A little <laughs> what that show. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. I've already got the brass band booked, so that's fine. But yeah, please, if, you, if, you're, not, if you're a little bit bogged down with I'm a Celebrity, you want a decent drama every day, take, take the two hours it takes, and don't expect for massive surprises, twists and turns. Just watch it. It's it's shot in the documentary style, but David Brent never appears once. It is brilliant. I'm yeah, I'd agree with probably, that. Can you still get this on 4OD? Do you think? 4OD, yeah. I'll have a quick Only look while you're talking about it. 90 minutes on 4OD, I think, because I watched yeah. it on 4OD. And uh, that's brilliant review is still up on the site as well, if you want to get a flavour of it on com been working very hard and I've only had to watch him several times to, to get that to work. So yeah, every day, Channel 4. It, uh, if Last Tango wasn't on this week, it would be the one drama I'd be saying, go out and watch because it is just brilliant. 
Yep, definitely still on 4OD. In fact, what I'll do is I'll I'll Twitter a link about it right now so that uh, our, oh. our loyal listeners can uh, can go and say something about that. I must admit, I didn't see it. Look at look at me being good, eh? It's overdue. It's probably not going to work either. No. <laughs> oh, oh, the thought yeah. was there. <laughs> I'm going to save that in my list of programs that I'm going to watch. It's probably quite down the list yeah. because of this. Again, but... if, you go, if you go into it not expecting much and just enjoy the performances, you mm. should really get something out of every day. And I have to be honest, Shirley Henderson's not someone I've ever really enjoyed. I find her voice slightly annoying. But in this, oh my god. She was God. brilliant. She was absolutely amazing. brilliant. I think she was better than John Sim, actually. I, I'd, I'd go out on a limb there and say... She... I... I don't want to say that because he's coming to my Pavlova. Okay. But, <laughs> but yeah, oh, she no. was... And she, she... I mean, the five-year thing, I don't know, you know, whether that was important, you know, to the viewer, but it, it just made it feel so honest and real. And you know, if you've listened to this podcast religiously, that I am all for drama that feels real, believable, and, and in, set in the real world, although I love Crickley Hall. But every day, go and go and get it. Gary's tweeted the link like he said he would. He's a man of his word. Indeed. Go and watch it on Friday. Indeed. And, he, and, and I'll try and watch it at some point and, and let you know what I thought of it. Are we going to talk about the hour now? There's the last ones that we're going to review for this week. It returned last week uh, for a second series. Lots of, but actually, I thought this was better. I thought originally the hour was better received than it And I didn't like uh, Ben Whishaw's character and da 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 da. So I thought it was going to come back to a bit of a fanfare, which it didn't. But you two are both our fans, aren't you? So yeah, yeah I mean, well, I went to the. Gary's talking heavy. But at least I have the good grace to give up when I realise that. God dear. Imagine what I what you'd miss out me saying. Anyway, go on. I I. I you were very good to send me to the uh, premiere of the the hour screening. So, and there was a general feeling there that the characters had improved. The dialogue was a bit more snappier. Everything just felt a bit lighter because I felt the first series for me was a bit flat. Occasionally, I wasn't much for the love triangle. I wasn't much for the sort of murdered girl storyline. And this one just seems a bit more. It moves along a lot faster, and I I felt that there was a lot of story in there. But it didn't feel like it was weighing me down by the end. And just briefly, before Gary talks, how are you feeling about the Custard TV Live love triangle? <laughs> is that it's more of a love-hate triangle, isn't it, really? You know? <laughs> yeah. the, tr- yeah. the, the trio, okay. not the other Gary, word we'd said we wouldn't say. And Gary, you were a big supporter of the hour, as I was. You hadn't seen the first episode before uh, it went out, so how did you feel about it? Yeah, I, I was very surprised, I think, as you both mentioned, by the amount of sort of people on Twitter going, oh, the hour's far too much, you know, and it loves itself too much. And I, I was quite happy. Yes, it's more style over substance, I have to still say that. You know, but it, it, it's a very, mo- you know, it's it's a period piece in that sense. What period piece isn't kind of a little bit, look at how lovely our flowing dresses are and how different it is and how much smoking there is in the office. You know, they want to point out how how different it is to, to modern society, but I think yeah, I think the plot line this year is a bit better. Uh, yet the ca- the fact that you've got re- you know a lot of returning characters, the fact that you've got uh, the new character 
uh, played by the thick of it, Peter Vivaldi. Uh, Peter Vivaldi. Thank you very much. You could see. See, he realises when I'm struggling with names, not mocks. Luke, learn. Um, well, <laughs> I like putting on a mock well, man. Well, no, fair enough. Uh, and uh, I think he, he, bringing his character in, he's already got dynamics with lots of the other characters. He introduced himself quite well. I, I, I think it's going to be good. I, I hope that the, the backlash is still... I mean, the viewing figures were still quite good, and I'm hoping that the BBC's decision to shelve this until this time of year won't affect the ratings or the possibility of a Series 3. And you said in your review, uh, review, Matt, that it what is it? Some statistic that it's the the first BBC Two drama series to get recommissioned in something like a hundred years. This is what the yeah. uh, d- commissioner of drama, uh, who was at the preview screening, said. It's like the first BBC Two drama series to get recommissioned forever. I don't know, well, not wow. forever, but for a very long time. Wow. Probably UK okay. made. Yeah, so, I would say that's that's possibly true. But yeah, wow. Yeah. So yeah, so basically we have um, praised him and her, the killing, secret of Quickly Hall every day, and uh, um, the hour. Yeah, well. and, uh, yeah. So basically, people, if you if you're struggling to think what to watch, you shouldn't be. We've given you loads of options there. Don't even get up over the next three days until you've watched all of these. Get a little bit obese on us and watch these programs. Well, I would suggest you go to work, get out, get some fresh air. Uh, you know, see other people. As have well. a shower. Yeah, have a shower. Wash. Uh, no, it's... because if they don't, they can pretend they're in on a celebrity. If they starve <laughs> themselves and don't shower, they can pretend they're in the jungle. Let's get some I rice know. and some green beans out of the fridge. I have yeah. started the, the two-minute uh, alert, uh, which is the music that goes underneath the end of this podcast. Breaking down that fourth wall there, ladies and gentlemen, so that you can see the background of how this podcast works. Uh, that tells Luke and Matt and me that there's two minutes left, Well, there's now actually one minute 42. Uh, so we're going to move on very briefly. If you hadn't spent one minute explaining that, <laughs> two minutes I thought it was important. Well, there's only two new shows this week, so it's not really an awful lot for me to talk about. Uh, as Matt and Luke have already previewed, Last Tango in Halifax starts uh, in about five minutes. Uh, you've got time probably yeah. to make yourself a warm beverage, <laughs> not a hot beverage, on BBC One at nine o'clock. Uh, and yeah. the Peep Show returns this Sunday at ten o'clock on Channel Four. Takes over from Friday night dinners. I think that was the slot that it's filling. Uh, oh, and that could be Brian Connolly calling in to apologise as to why he's not been on the show. Who knows? Uh, continuity error there, if you've noticed. Uh, Matt, what are you looking forward to most in the coming week, television-wise? Um, well, Fresh Meat's coming up tonight. That's the penultimate yep. episode. And the last episode of Getting On tomorrow night. Right. A uh, very yes. interesting cameo from Tilda Swinton in that. So, oh. worth a watch. I'm looking forward to the second episode of uh, The Hour and the third and fourth episodes of The Killing. Uh, Luke, are you around? No, Luke's, Luke's otherwise engaged at the moment. So, um, he's obviously had to go with his hair and makeup. Uh, or something like that. So, so ladies and gentlemen, back in the jungle. Yeah, probably back in the jungle. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you very much. Please visit the website, thecustardtv.com. Matt's doing an excellent job, as Luke said, uh, keeping that up to date with all your latest information. Please download the podcast, go to iTunes, leave a five-star review if you so like. Follow us on Twitter, Matt TV Bites, Matt with two Ts, at The Gary Show, and at Luke Custard TV. Say goodbye, Matt. Goodbye, Matt. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Luke. Oh, you ch-
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.